Look, we've only really answered one question. I know the question everyone wants answered is, are the 49ers going to win the Super Bowl? We still don't know that. Can they win a Super Bowl? The answer is definitively, unequivocally, yes. What a dominating performance over the Philadelphia Eagles. What an extraordinary statement game for the San Francisco 49ers, for Kyle Shanahan, for Brock Purdy, for a possible MVP campaign, for this defense. For the city of San Francisco over the city of Philadelphia, let me tell you what happened. The Eagles got their absolute asses kicked at home and but for a really nice start to the game that they had and the fired up Dom gets Dre Greenlaw ejected moment of the game but for a fat security guard, the Eagles got their asses kicked today. I mean, there was an awful lot of red inside of that stadium to begin with. Then the fact that there is very little green inside the stadium at the end, it's like somebody has pulled a fire alarm in Philadelphia and the San Francisco 49ers are going to have their best airplane ride in what? I don't in years. This is the best win of the Kyle Shanahan regular season era. It got off to the singular worst start, not an opinion, measurably, with statistics, with yardage, the worst start that any game Kyle Shanahan has ever coached for the 49ers. I don't care who, what season, when in the, when it happened, preseason, postseason, end of season, in the season, doesn't matter. It got off to a terrible start. And the 49ers win going away. We do not have a final from Philadelphia yet, but... We got ourselves an outcome that will not change. The 49ers are going to go on to win. It is 42 to 19. The human victory cigar that is Sam Darnold has entered the game. And I think I said during the week, if you see Sam Darnold, either something has gone really, really well or really wrong again. And what do you know? What do you know? Today, Philadelphia got a little bit of that. Hey, if, a if, a, if your quarterback gets knocked out of a big game, that might be a bad thing. Jalen Hurts was able to come back from the blue medical tent, but for a minute there, Philadelphia concussion protocol worried because all of a sudden the Eagles, they got a really big game against the Dallas Cowboys, and it's no time for the 49ers to be letting their uh, foot off the pedal because this is... This is a season where their their greatest dreams could come true. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. This was a statement game. This was a statement win. This was something that was very special. And here, a little post-game in Damon, the most aggressive post-game show on YouTube. We don't even wait for the game to end before we get going. And the 49ers, like I said, are going to take one of the best showers of the entire year. They're going to wrap up whatever media obligations that they have as a road team in Philadelphia. They are going to get probably a whole bunch of Genos or Pats or hopefully even a better cheesesteak than one of those two tourist attractions can offer up. But there's going to be a meal at a buffet that is going to taste great because when you win, everything tastes better. And the 49ers are kneeling on it and are ready to shake hands and 
Good night, Philadelphia. 42-19 is your final. And welcome to the Hughes Orthopedics post-game show here on the Damon Bruce channel on YouTube. Again, we just went over 11,000 a day after we went over 10,000. This thing grows, and I really appreciate all of you being here. Your loyalty is unquestionable, and your loyalty to the 49ers has absolutely paid off this evening. What an incredible win. I'm I mean, a statement win all the way around. Brock Purdy asking the whole world, how do you like it? Do you like 314 yards and four touchdowns? Do you like that? Debo Samuel with, I don't care what he's done in any other game. This was his best game as a 49er. He had two of the more manly touchdowns you're ever going to see on planet football. Christian McCaffrey got done what he needed to get done. 17 carries, 93 yards, a touchdown. And honestly, the slow start was completely related to the fact that McCaffrey didn't even touch the ball in the first quarter. If you would have come up to me during the week and said, is Christian McCaffrey going to touch the ball in the first quarter in Philadelphia? I would have bet my children on yes. But because the Niners took back-to-back -to -back three and outs and the saving grace of this entire game. And you can go back through my Twitter timeline. You're going to go ahead and see it for yourself. When it was only 6 nothing Philadelphia, I thought... The Niners are winning this game for the first time this afternoon. They hadn't done anything. They'd embarrassed themselves. They had had two awful offensive possessions, two bend-but-do-not-break defensive possessions where the Eagles basically drive the entire length of the field but settled for field goals. This was a day where settling for field goals would not be out there for the 49ers. It was there for the Eagles. The fact it was 6 nothing, not 14 nothing, not 10 to nothing, was the saving grace of this entire game. It's the reason why the 49ers come from behind to win after they fell down 6 to nothing. It should have been much worse than that, but it wasn't. And the 49ers went up 14 to 6 at the half on a Christian McCaffrey rushing touchdown, and Kyle Shanahan gets to do the one thing that we know is always a goal of his in any game he'll ever be coaching in. He loves the wraparound halftime scoring. Get me a score at the end of the first half, get the ball at the beginning of the second half, and score there too. And Kyle got it today, and they really never looked back. But for a moment, where Dre Greenlaw, and we got to talk about this. Because this play is insane. First of all, Dre Greenlaw, absolutely. You know, look, it's 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 a player on the sideline. Dre Greenlaw's got a little bit of a reputation. So I don't think he's going to get the benefit of the doubt on anything that was close. The argument could be made that he was making a tackle there. It really wasn't close, but he suplexed the guy out of bounds. Personal foul, Dre Greenlaw, is the only thing that that play should have rendered. That should have been 15 yards for the Eagles. You go ahead, you take it. Dre Greenlaw did play on the edge of the rule book right there. And since he gets no benefit of the doubt, he should get no benefit of the doubt here. But then some fat security guard who's apparently like locally famous in Philadelphia, Dom, is allowed to shove a player because Dom put his hands on Dre Greenlaw before Dre Greenlaw put his fist or pointer finger in anyone's face. And I'm going to tell you right now, there's no team in the NFL that won't trade a member of a security team for a starting linebacker when it comes to, well, okay, an ejection for an ejection. How about a guy who is just you know, literally over here burping up meatball burps as opposed to a starting linebacker. I cannot believe he was thrown out.
I can't believe the Dre Greenlaw was thrown out of that game with the fact there was video evidence that Dom put his hands on the player first. In what world do we live where an NFL security person can put his hands on an opposing player? Where, where did that ever come from? Have you ever seen that before? I've been watching football for 48 years. Well, I'm 48 years old. Let's just, let's just wipe off those three first years. I wasn't paying much attention. So for 45 years, I've been watching football and I've never seen a guy who is like carrying a clipboard or holding the cords or pretending that he's head of security. Even I guess he's not pretending he really is. But are you kidding me? How was Dre Greenlaw ejected in that moment? That is some soft-ass bullshit on a day where, honestly, I thought the officials let him play. I thought the officials let him play. Now, there are a few Eagles fans out there who are going to want to talk about a couple of pass interferences that might not have been called on the 49ers. A hey, bafangul. That's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. 49ers, 42-19 win over the Eagles. Again, Jalen Hurts wasn't bad. He threw for 298 yards and a touchdown. He was sacked three times, but 314 yards and four touchdowns for Brock Purdy. Debo Samuel, four catches, 116 yards, two touchdowns, along a 48, and just man shit all over that football field. Debo Samuel with an I'm flapping my gums, I'm talking shit to Philadelphia, and then what I'm going to do is I'm going to go into the link and I'm going to back it up with two of the more manly touchdowns you've ever seen in his career. He was like shot out of a cannon. He was wrapped up dead to rights, it looked like, in one of the in his first managed touchdown of the afternoon. And he just shook off the defender and took off like a freight train. Wow. Wow. A hell of a game for the 49ers who had an opening drive that went nowhere, a second drive that went nowhere, and they were behind early. All sorts of this ain't right hung over that first quarter, and then from the second quarter, it was all red and gold the entire way through. For the first time ever, 800-plus people in the room. That is the biggest audience we have had in an incredible week of growth here. If you are new, if the algorithm brought you here, please hit subscribe. Please go ahead and hit like. You leave a comment. I love talking to everybody. We have an incredible community here, and you will find that out when we start reading some of these comments in the chat. Very smart fans having an adult conversation, and no one's here to troll anybody, but if you don't mind me saying, Philadelphia you got mollywop today and if i were you i wouldn't say shit i mean when you win say little when you lose say even less everybody in philadelphia no one should even call into a radio show tomorrow the entire city should take one big shut the fuck up pill and not say a word because you just got plucked the eagles got plucked by the 49ers i mean kicked their ass that's a full-on no doubt about it textbook definition of a football ass kicking if I ever saw one and this has no bearing on what we might see should these two teams meet again in the postseason but what this game does have direct bearing on is who could be hosting who indeed could be hosting the NFC title game if either of these teams are lucky enough to be in that game and you still got to be lucky to get there. The incredible thing is there is a lot of football still left in this season. There is a lot of take care of business and stay healthy out there for anyone who's got Super Bowl aspirations. 
But man, what a statement today. What a feeling the 49ers are going to have. And wait until you see, by the way, starting, I hope, with 49ers Wake Up, Larry Kruger and I are going to be at it on Monday morning at 8 a.m. right here on YouTube, the biggest 49ers show you're going to find anywhere. Um, The 49ers are going to be in the A block of every single television and sports show in America tomorrow. The 49ers made a statement today that cannot be ignored, cannot be dismissed, cannot be poo-pooed or, 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 you know, like I'm, I'm going to move the field goal again on the 49ers. I'm going to keep moving the field goal on Brock Purdy. I'm going to keep moving the field goal on Kyle Shanahan. Can't win the big one. Brock is lucky to be here. It's only the talent and the weapons around him that allow him to play like this. Dude, you saw some ballsy ass throws and plays out of a real deal NFL, not screwing around starting quarterback. And that's Brock Purdy. I mean, this kid has got translatable skills that would make any team in football better. And if you can't recognize that, you can't recognize what quarterback play really is in this league. It's more than just an athlete or a body type or a measurement that you can come away with in the combine and say, oh, what do you know? We got Johnny Big Dick coming out of the draft. That doesn't matter. This kid's got it up here, and he's got it just about everywhere else, and situations will always matter. Always. Situations will always matter. He's in a great situation, and so are the 49ers for having drafted Brock Purdy. They were in a very good situation today for having Brock Purdy upright for all four quarters, and we're not going to go and do revisionist, I wonder how that NFC title game would have gone, because we know exactly how it would have gone had Brock Purdy remained in that game. It would have gone much differently, much differently, okay, much differently, and for the first time in my little YouTube career here, Over 1,200 people in the room, and I thank you so very much. Please go ahead, hit like, hit subscribe, and be part of this true, honest-to-God community where we're talking about football legitimately. Let me thank my sponsor, Dr. Paul Hughes. I want to go ahead and get the crawl going because if you are in the Bay Area and you have joint pain, if you are a candidate for either shoulder or knee replacement, you need to see Dr. Paul Hughes before you make a decision like that. He gave me the Kobe Bryant over in Germany knee treatment where he took some cells, some fat cells from me, spun it around in a centrifuge. I don't know what what, what happens in that, but then he took those fat cells, he injected them back into my knee, and my knee feels like it's 15 years younger than it was. My bone-on-bone pain of just every step going up the stairs, which is a little wince, it's all gone. Go see Dr. Paul Hughes and find out for yourself. 1,300 people in the room. If any of you in the Bay got a creaky joint, go see Dr. Paul Hughes, orthopedicsurgeries.com. If you want to have a procedure that could help you avoid an orthopedic surgery, check out Dr. Paul. We're going to leave the bottom crawl up for any and all information. The information coming out of this one today, the 49ers win 42-19. to It is a monster performance for all involved. Uh, 24 first downs to 23 first downs for the Eagles. Uh, A lot of similar time of possession. As a matter of fact, the Eagles got away with a little bit more. 31 to 28 in terms of time of possession. Penalties, the Eagles had seven for 48 yards called on them. Five for 47 yards. Um, This day came down to one spot on the football field more than any other spot on the football field. What'd you do when you had the ball in the red zone? 
Yes, the 49ers scored on six consecutive drives at the end of this game, all of them touchdowns. But where the 49ers really won this game is when they were in the red zone. 49ers in the red zone, got it done four for four with four touchdowns. The Eagles were two for three. They settled early for two field goals. And one of their touchdowns, let's be honest, was scored by the momentum caused by a security guard named Dom who was able to get Dre Greenlaw thrown out of this football game. I've never seen anything quite like that in my life. We will return Dr. Hughes's information to the crawl a little bit later. I want to go ahead and start looking at chats. Again, if there's a super chat that already went flying by, I'm sorry that I did indeed miss it. Um, but, you know, hey, we're, we're at that holiday season. You want to sprinkle some super chats in here, they will stand out uh, to an awful, awful lot of people who are in here. New names, a whole lot of new names, a whole lot of legit old school names like Never daunted, always there. Shut up, Philly fans. Uh, Kim, one of our OGs. That's a royal ass whooping. Incredible game. It really was. It really was, man. Matthew Starkey, you tell them, Damon. Look, I don't have to say anything. The 49ers did all the speaking that they needed for themselves. All the speaking that they needed to do, they did for themselves today. That's called statement football. That is real big boy statement football. Again, we're making a little bit of a statement. You as an audience are making a statement. So many of you in here, thank you so very, very much for showing up. Being in here means an awful lot. And man, the 49ers mean an awful lot to the equation of who could win a Super Bowl. There's no doubt. They are in this conversation. They are a nasty, violent football team that put themselves, I think, in on the pole position of favorite and darling teams. When the new lines come out for the new Vegas lines that are coming out after the week wraps up on Tuesday, I bet you they've got the, the shortest odds to win the Super Bowl. That's the kind of game that they just had. Go for Baroque. Can you say beatdown? Indeed. It was a beatdown that took... One of the more, and I say this with all due respect, one of the more obnoxious fan bases. And today, Philadelphia was awfully quiet. I could not help but notice that the crowd did not affect really any moment of that game. There was more red in that stadium. There was so much red in a stadium supposed to be green. It looked like the Eagles were basically dressing up their stadium to send out the Lynx Christmas card. It looked red and green. And you can see an awful lot of Eagles games, the security, the, the, or the, uh, the, the opposing team doesn't get in quite like the way 49ers fans got in there today. This was a statement game, a statement game for the team, for some individuals. It was a statement game for Debo. It was a statement game for this defensive line. It was a statement game for... For, for Brock Purdy, for Kyle Shanahan, for John Lynch having built this team, well, certainly with an awful lot of uh, uh, decisions that he and Kyle you know, decided on because this is Kyle's show, all right? This is Kyle's show, but he takes an awful lot of good advice from a GM who is earning respect with one trade 
The Christian McCaffrey trade is one of the biggest game-changing, fortune-changing, franchise-changing trades I have ever seen made on a football field. Christian McCaffrey has shown up, and the 49ers are everything but undefeated since that moment. They have been playing some of the best brand of football, but for a handful of games and an injury in an NFC title game, which, again, you don't have to talk about anymore. Don't talk about it anymore. That ship has sailed. It passed. It happened. We all know, unfortunately, but if ifs were fits, we'd all be drunk. So I don't want to hear another if Purdy had been available ever again. I really don't. I don't want to hear it. What matters, what absolutely matters is how good they were today. How good they were today and how good they were today does not predicate who they're going to be tomorrow, but you want to know that when the chips are down and you're in a big game and in your hostile environment, you can show up and have a performance like this. This is a lot of self-affirmation. This is an awful lot of feedback. This is the best team in football record-wise getting their teeth kicked in by the 49ers, but for Dom, the security guard, there was not an awful lot going on for the Philadelphia Eagles today. Look, A.J. Brown is a stud. We know that. Jalen Hurts is a stud, and he is. He keep plays alive. He almost keeps plays alive too long, though. You know, it's, it's to the point where there's a, a, a diminishing return on the time that he's holding that ball, and all of a sudden, the chances of him making a big play start shrinking, and the chances of a mistake start growing, and that mistake can even materialize in a sack, a fumble. Um, I mean, he's got to learn how to get rid of the ball. One of the best attributes of Brock Purdy's development from his first season into his second season is that even with a surgically stunted offseason, he was learning how to play quarterback because one of the things that Brock does better this year than last year is get rid of the ball, live to fight another down. When the Niners lived to fight another down, they won that down more often than not. Anything that wasn't an early down in that first quarter was a down that they pretty much did well on for the rest of this game. There weren't an awful lot of negative plays beyond the first quarter for the 49ers. A couple of run stuffs. Fletcher Cox made a few good plays. Look, the Eagles, here's the thing. The Eagles are a lot better than they showed today. I mean, if we're going to be you know, reasonable about everything, let's be reasonable about who the Eagles are. The reason why this team and this win feels so good for the 49ers is because the Eagles are that good. That's a really good football team that the 49ers just took apart. And they did. They took them apart. 1,300 in the room. Thank you for being here. If all 1,300 of you hit that like button, whoo-wee, I can't even imagine what would happen. I'm pretty sure YouTube explodes at that point. Um, so go ahead and just see if it explodes. Again, this has been a week where... Our numbers are growing exponentially. As a matter of fact, we just crossed over to 11,700 subscribers. So thank you very, very much. Robert Mendoza, uh, excuse me, Roberto Menga says the national media will make excuses for the Eagles' loss. What would they be? What are those excuses? I mean, I'm, go ahead, offer them up. If you're an Eagles fan and you wanted to make an, an excuse. What is it? 
I don't think there's a lot of excuses to make. There's not a lot of bad officiating to duck behind. You can't tell me that Jalen Hurts got knocked out of the game because he did for a minute, but he also re-entered it. You can't tell me that, oh, well, you know, this was a defense that had an awful lot of plays off of its legs in the first two weeks. And you know what? It did in those last two weeks, last two opponents, the Chiefs and the Bills. Did it take starch out of the Eagles? Doesn't matter. Look at how dominant they were early in the game. First super chat that I've seen, never daunted. Nick Wright's going to declare Purdy's not the real deal until he plays an entire game without an offensive line against his own defensive line. Again, you're going to have to move the field goals. You're going to have to do an awful lot of field goal moving in order to talk about, how about this? Good luck if if your show tomorrow is planned around talking about what Brock Purdy isn't. If you staked your entire YouTube channel and career on what Brock Purdy isn't, good luck with that. I mean, you see, good luck with all of that. I don't know how you maintain credibility or paychecks or anything. I don't, or an audience. Like we all got eyes. We all just saw what happened. What I think really what happens is an awful lot of East Coast media, and let's face it, media still comes from the East. Uh, more than it does from the West. And an awful lot of East Coast media doesn't see any West Coast football, but for the highlight package or the red zone that they're watching. So I don't think a lot of these guys are watching enough of Brock Purdy to contemplate what is really going on with him. And what is going on with Brock Purdy is this kid's a fucking quarterback and he's going to the Pro Bowl and he is unbelievable. That's who he is. That's who he, Brock Purdy might be, but for Jalen Hurts, the best quarterback in the NFC. That's who he is. Didn't like it, didn't pick him, didn't draft him, didn't anoint him, didn't show up with a preconceived notion of who he might be. Doesn't matter. Who he is is more important than who anyone thinks he is. Who he is is the guy burning down the football field just about every time he plays. J Mella 13, I, Philly fans, F your mama, your grandmama. Okay, I'm glad you paid me to say that because, again, this really, we do a lot on this channel. Um, having to talk about grandmas is, is really not one of them, but today we will allow it, absolutely. Uh, this says, uh, nothing to add. Keep up the great work, Damon. Loving the chat family. Matt and the 268. Again, I'm glad you found it. You're amongst friends and you're amongst 1,400. Oh my gosh. I've never had 1,400 people, I think, listen to a radio show uh, in one time. Because remember, every single rating you've ever heard about in radio was a lie. Every single rating that you see on YouTube is an actual human being showing up and clicking, yes, let's do this, let's do that. So we got, uh, how about this? We got new guys, new werewolves of Sanger saying, smash the like, grow the channel. Werewolves, I've never even seen you, and you're already in here rooting for me. Thank you very much. Very, very much. Matt asks, wonder if the NFL is going to have a chat with Dom. I mean, you would think so. You would think so. Uh, First of all, what is Dom doing on the sideline? What is he doing standing on the white of the chalk of a sideline? 
Is he protecting the team from the officials? Is he protecting the team from the 49ers? Is he afraid that the Niners are going to come across the field and just start beating up random Eagles? Security, you'd think. He should have his entire focus on the crowd or from the bench and behind it. Isn't that where he should be? Why is Dom's fat ass standing on the white of the chalk and shoving an opponent? What is he doing? What is Dom doing shoving an opponent? And Dre Greenlaw, don't take the bait next time. I mean, seriously, between Draymond Green and Dre Greenlaw, guys whose name's Dre in the Bay Area are just habitual line steppers. And Dre Greenlaw is good for a hit on the, on the edge of the boundary that could be a flag in every game that this guy plays, every single one of them. But you know what? I'd rather have a dog that I got to reel in than a guy I got to ask to reel it out and let it out. So, Dre Greenlaw, you keep drawing yellow flags as long as the winds follow. Bad ejection. Stupid ejection. And again, the Eagles... Do you think that if you went up to Sirianni at the beginning of the game and said, all right, here's the trade that you can make, you're going to lose Dom the fat ass on the sidelines for the starting linebacker of the 49ers. Would, would you make that trade? Sirianni makes that trade a thousand out of a thousand times. Sorry, Dom. I don't care how good your recommendations of restaurants to Kevin Burkhart are. Another super chat. I'm glad that I found, oh, no, VS, I missed it, but it was a $5 super chat from VS. I really got to get a new streaming service, something that takes the super chats and puts them somewhere where I can truly have time to appreciate them. I thank you all very, very much. Missing a super chat is something I never want to do. We get to Sammy Stromboli. Uh, I want if there's now if there's anyone who is going to be on side of Dom and Sammy Stromboli, let's find out. Uh, the pulping of the Eagles has not softened my hate for the Eagles. I hate them even more. They're on my '90s Cowboys and Russell Wilson Seahawk list. Oh, okay, so obviously he's not rooting for the Eagles. <laughs> but thank you, Sammy Stromboli, and thank you very much. Appreciate it. Again, subscribe, like. Do the damn thing. If I could get to 12,000 tonight, oh my God, my wife is going to give me a high five when I get upstairs. And I would love a high five from the wife a little bit later on. And if you're saying Damon is high five euphemism for something a little more, something that could be even more fun. Pound it, pound it, pound it, pound it. No, it's probably just a high five. Um, Look, it's a big win. Big win for the 49ers out there. We got uh, Caesars. Dropping a sticker, a super sticker. Sheba dog gift a large bone bowing respectfully. Oh, that's the name of the sticker. Okay, so thank you very, very much. See, I got to get one that shows stickers, but I'm glad the Sheba dog's in the house. Uh, $1.99, that goes right in the ganja jar right behind me, the J.J. Raider Memorial ganja jar. J.J. Uh, Raider is still with us in spirit, mind, and body too, so it really shouldn't be called Memorial. Greenlaw is the enforcer. Innovative films. He, dude, he's 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 the kind of guy you want to go to war with every single time you're going to war. That's who Dre Greenlaw is. I'll take a player who mistake who makes the mistakes that he makes over players who aren't half as nasty as he is, but never draw penalties. Guy named Oh No says, Hertz sucks. Oh, no, he doesn't. 
Hertz does not suck. Not even close to it. He is fantastic. But today, he was doing everything he could to extend plays. He was under pressure or he was avoiding pressure. He was never comfortable. That's for sure. He was not comfortable today. Bro, Debo took screens to the house. Are you kidding me? That was all Debo, not Purdy. You must be new here, Kentucky Jones. And let me tell you right now, folks in Kentucky don't know shit about college basketball without cheating and certainly know even less about football. Let me explain it to you, Kentucky. That's the offense. That's the offense. That's it. That's what he does. And if you're saying that all Brock Purdy does is dink and dunk, he leads the NFL in completion percentage and yards per completion. So being able to do both of that means you trying to make a statement that Debo took those passes to the house and use that to disparage uh, Brock Purdy means you don't know what it is you're talking about. That's the offense. That's the plan. That's the plan that just whooped the Eagles' ass today. That's what that is. Larry, D. Bruce better than AM radio. I'm, dude, I'm, come on. Come on. Better than AM radio, better than CD players, better than eight tracks, better than reel to reel, better than laser disc. Give me some time. I'll be better than Netflix. Not quite there yet, but I'm working on it. Absolutely working on it. And you can help me get there by hitting a like, by hitting a subscribe, by supporting my sponsor, Dr. Paul Hughes and Hughes Orthopedics. Man, if you've got yourself a knee, a joint, a shoulder that's screaming at you, orthopedicsurgeries.com to see what Dr. Paul Hughes can do to help you avoid an orthopedic surgery. Christopher Johnson says, uh, Dom looks like a Sopranos extra. He, he did. He did. Look, I, you know, we're not going to go ahead and, uh, you know, make fun of Italians here. But if you had a stereotype of a guy named Dom in Philadelphia, he fitted perfectly. He did. He did. And you know what I like? Good for Dom. Dom, Dom had a better day than most Philadelphia Eagles. He did more to affect the outcome of this game than most Eagles did. Not Dom, but Don, Don Parrish, urging all you good folks to hit that like button. Oh, LT, notice that Purdue lost at Northwestern. I noticed the same thing. Thank you very much, LT. Uh, let's get back to the 49ers. But man, it was uh, it was an absolute total ass kicking. For the 49ers, who you want to you want to know where they really ran this game? They won this game on the ground. They won this game by running the ball 146 yards while holding the Eagles to only 46 yards rushing. You know, once again for the umpteenth game in a row, the 49ers deny an opposing running back going over 100 yards. They usually spend most of their weekends denying an entire backfield uh, 100 yards rushing, and today they were very very good against the run. That's where so much of this game was decided. 456 yards of offense for the 49ers, 333 for the Eagles. Debo was awesome today. 
Debo Samuel was absolutely awesome at his full strength, at full nasty, at full. This guy's going to be a handful for you all afternoon long. Debo Samuel today, not just one, not just two, but with three touchdowns, two receiving touchdowns where his legs did an awful lot of the hard work. And it's just, you know, let me tell you, Kyle had an unbelievable day getting the matchups he was looking for with either Kittle or Debo or Christian McCaffrey on a linebacker, on a safety that he deemed too slow to keep up with my weapon. And Kyle got what he needed in terms of one-on-one matchups. And that is all predetermined by Kyle with pre-snap, with all that movement out there. It was a great day for Shanahan's play calling. As soon as that first quarter ended anyways, everything started to open up. But Debo Samuel this afternoon had himself three carries for 22 yards and a touchdown, a long run of 14 for Debo. He had four catches on four targets, 116 yards, two touchdowns, a long 48, and one right after the other, more manish manish than the other. Debo Samuel. That might be his best game in a 49ers uniform. And what I love is that when the punches start coming, they usually come in bunches. And Debo just had a monster game against the Seahawks. Seahawks are on the schedule next. Let's. It, it felt like Debo slow played himself into the season a little bit. Fred whipped out the calculator and uh, has noticed that uh, the 49ers have beaten the Cowboys and Eagles by 55 points. Hey, what do you know? That's pretty good. Lester, the San Jose, the skeptic tank. Not the dominance I expected, but I'll take it. I don't know what more than what you wanted, Lester. I mean, you are judging uh, on a very harsh sliding scale, if you want more than that, they just went into Philadelphia and won 42 to 19, brother. 42 to 19. Diamador Lenore out there at the very end of the game delivering woo hits. He put the Mama Chewbacca, he put the stink on uh, on Swift out there. And that was when, you know, long after maximum football had been achieved. some serious maximum football. Again, the single best player the Eagles had today is maybe Dom, the security guard. Maybe Dom. VIP Patel, keep it up, Damon. What a masterpiece today by the Niners and the secondary. They held their own. No deep shots by Hertz. I'll tell you, the sacks that you saw today were coverage sacks. Those are some serious, serious legs out there that the secondary was flexing, just keeping up with guys, just shadowing dudes wherever they went. And that was more than we have seen from this 49er secondary, probably in any other game. And you know what's also something that you didn't expect? You you probably expected Jalen Hurts to get sacked a couple of times. But who would be the guy with those couple of sacks? Javon Kinlaw with two sacks, his first two sacks since the 2020 NFL season. It has been a slow, long climb back to mattering for Javon Kinlaw with knees problems. And look, when you're that big and you got problems with your base, 
I don't mean the bass in your voice. I mean your legs, your trunk. It's going to be an uphill climb. He is finally right and healthy again. And Javon Kinlaw, I mean, had his most productive day as a member of the 49ers this afternoon. Marvin Rose says, uh, man, Nick Wright and Stephen A just, just whining. Yeah, there's going to be some whining going on. The Pirate Monk. Niners beat the other NFC contenders, the Cowboys and the Eagles, by a combined score of 82-29. to 29. Not bad. Not bad at all. Again, you can only show up and play the game that you're in. That's it. And when the Niners showed up to play the Cowboys, they were dominant. And when the 49ers today rolled into Philadelphia, they started so poorly. A team that is a front-running team started so poorly that I think that the, the you know a lot of 49ers fans after that first quarter, and this is, again, not my opinion. Forget about Damon Bruce's opinion of anything. My opinion doesn't matter more than statistics. Statistically, this game got off to the worst start of any game that Kyle Shanahan has ever been the head coach of. It was awful. Uh, Where was it? The 49ers open with back-to-back three and outs. Minus six yards in the opening quarter. The fewest in any quarter of Kyle's career. So there you go. Measurable proof that the worst start of all time was today's start. And they ended up winning 42 to 19. The Niners don't play a lot of, we'll let you out in front and then come back, catch you and drag you down football. They are normally, we are just going to get out in front and you're not going to be able to catch up type of a football team. They're front runners. People use that as a disparaging comment. They shouldn't because it's great to be a front runner. It's great to strangle games early, sit on them. Good night, everybody. That's good football. You're looking for that. You don't want to be in breathless come from behind win after breath. Like might be more entertaining, might be sexier, might give you more to talk about at the water cooler, but that we brass knuckled these motherfuckers in the first half and hardly had to play a second half. That's what every coach wants. And that's what Kyle gets more often than not. He really does. It speaks to how good of a coach and how good this team is. Today, minus six yards in the opening quarter, fewest of any Kyle's career. Christian McCaffrey didn't even touch the football once in Philadelphia, ran 24 plays to the 49ers, six in the opening quarter of this game. And then after that, it was pin your ears back, all 49ers. They score six consecutive consecutive times, six consecutive touchdown drives for the 49ers. I don't think you can get better than that. I don't think better than that is allowed, to be honest with you. Mike Mann. Thank you, Mike Mann. Dropping 10 bones saying, I read somewhere that Shanahan likes to show different looks in the first quarter just to see how defenses react and then take them down. Do you think that that's what happened? Look, I've seen a guy draw up a lot of plays that have led to a lot of first quarter points. I think I, I think that Kyle's coming out there looking to score on opening drives, not set shit up. He's looking to set up the scoreboard. Look, Eagles came out playing great. Niners came out playing lousy. And when it was all said and done, when it was over and done, the 49ers whipped the Eagles' asses. I mean, manhandled them in more instances than not, more matchups than not. Thug Thizalon. Debo took so many souls today. 
R.I.P. Cougar Rebel. That's my bike, punk. Let me tell you, they're going to be putting respect on Debo's name in Philadelphia tomorrow. I know that they tried to, they they tried to go ahead and seriously, uh, you know, tell you that Debo was talking out of school or out of turn or whatever. Look, I didn't think there was anything controversial saying, you know, it really stinks that our starting quarterback went down on the first drive of an NFC title game. I, I wouldn't think that that needed to be explained away. I don't even think that that's any element of crying. It's just a statement of fact. It totally sucks that when you go to war, they take your gun from you. You're going to have trouble winning that fight. And the Niners, what? They said it and and what? They're, they're crybabies? Are they observing reality? Again, when Jalen Hurts went into that medical tent, the one thing I thought of is, well, it's a good thing that nobody in Philadelphia believes that you need a starting quarterback in a, in a big game. You know, maybe that's the whole like Nick Foles Super Bowl situation. You won a Super Bowl with the backup. You all of a sudden you like you're a city that believes starting quarterbacks and big games don't matter. Well, they do. They do. New Lion says, uh, hold on, let me get this up here. New Lion says Jair Brown is a future Pro Bowl bound safety. Well, hold on. Maybe not. I don't know about that. There were a couple times where he gave up some big plays, but he's new, man. I mean, that's the thing. He's brand new. He's been out there for a handful of snaps in the entirety of a rookie season, and he got thrown in. He got thrown into this game when Talano Hufanga got thrown out of the season with an, with a knee surgery. And I think he's appointed himself well. I think he's appointed himself real well, but I don't know about any pro ball. How about this? Just play well for the rest of this year. That'd be great. Again, lots of people over a thousand in the room. Thank you for being here. I hope you're hitting subscribe. I hope you're hitting like, um, Dom in Philadelphia, dude. <laughs> I mean, I've never, I free, free lunch for Dom, no matter where he goes. You know, that, that guy's eating steak and broccoli Rob sandwiches no matter where he goes. Good for him. But I don't understand how the NFL doesn't suspend him in some sort of way, how the Eagles don't have to internally suspend him in some sort of way. Dre Greenlaw is not going to be suspended for anything, but Dom should be. Uh, in what world does a member of the other team's sideline get to stand on the chalk and shove opponents? That's what Dom did. That's what Dom did. You can't do that. You just, you can't do that. That is Bush League. That can't happen. Again, six consecutive scoring drives. Tom Sawyer. You saw that? You saw that too, Tom? It's pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. Drew. Putting five bones in the ganja jar, saying congrats on the 11K. Thank you very, very much. 49ers offensive lineman got it going when they started running some fast developing plays, then running the camel around, uh, excuse me, and, and then the running game came around. I don't know where I got the word camel there, sorry. Uh, dominance. They outran the Eagles by 100 yards. You know, 49ers won this game with their legs. With their offense, their offense just overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. 
Jeffrey, who's been around for a while, says, Damon, I'm never going to forget your eulogy of Eddie Van Halen. Just saying. Well, thank you very much. I don't even remember my, I don't even remember my eulogy of Eddie Van Halen other than to say that rock and roll lost an absolute badass that day. We are at 11,801 subscribers. Thank you very, very much for hitting subscribe, for hitting like, for supporting this channel. Means an awful lot. Again, if you're new here, you think we're dangerous right now, and post-game and Damon has always been dangerous. You give me a night to think about a game. You give me a chance to rewatch a game, make more notes, compile a whole bunch of stats from a whole bunch of different places. Tomorrow, Monday morning, 8 a.m. simulcast on my channel and on the Krug Show, Larry Kruger and I will be hosting 49ers Wake Up 8 a.m. on Monday, and that is the biggest 49er show in the world. It's actually happening. We dwarf the combined audiences of both sports talk radio stations in town here in San Francisco. So hopefully you'll be choosing 49ers Wake Up tomorrow morning. We are going to have an awful lot to talk about there. We are just getting underway here. I'm telling you, there's an awful lot to talk about in this game. Mike, thank you very much, Mike. Uh, $10 in there. Plus worldwide, baby. It's kind of like Pitbull, but with more hair. Thank you very much worldwide. Chef A. Boom. Chef A. Thank you very much. Damon, should we change the name to Rock Purdy? The B is silent. Maybe then I'll get some love. Again, I, one of my theories is that Brock Purdy is the John Cougar Mellencamp of starting quarterbacks. He really is. Nobody thinks John Cougar Mellencamp is cool. Nobody, nobody, nobody pimps John Cougar Mellencamp. Nobody walks around wearing like a John Cougar Mellencamp tour T-shirt. Nobody talks about, nobody's like, hey, man, I got a song to play for you. Listen to this, man. This shit is hot. And then it puts play and it's John Cougar Mellencamp. And then you're like, oh, how many albums has he sold worldwide? He's in the Songwriter and Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And by the way, I don't even like John Cougar Mellencamp, but I happen to know the words to almost every single song that's ever been on the radio that he's put out. And then all of a sudden you still got to start wrapping your mind like, dude, maybe it's time to give John Cougar Mellencamp his due. This guy's pretty freaking good. And that's who Brock Purdy is. He was never cool. He was never picked to be cool. No, None of the cool kids ever said, you know what's going to be cool? Rooting for Brock Purdy someday. So the cool kids never had him at the cool kid lunch table, and they are really slow when it comes to kicking out a chair for him, saying, sit on down because you belong here. Brock Purdy has muscled his way into the conversation of who's a really good quarterback in this league, and he's muscling his way into the conversation of MVP. Most valuable Purdy, he's already that I mean, do you really want to get into the nitty-gritty of what do you determine as value? How about the measurably, statistically most efficient quarterback who comes with a paycheck that is so small it doesn't even count against the cap? If that's not value, what the fuck is? What is, what is value of the guy is your statistical quarterbacking leader and he makes $800,000 a year? There are parking. Dom, the security guard, probably makes more money than Brock Purdy. I wonder what Dom's getting paid. They give him a raise after today. He's one of the Eagles' best players. 
Lester with a little bit of a correction. No, Damon, I didn't expect the, the Niners to dominate. I thought it was going to be much closer. That's, that's yeah, I think a lot of people did. A lot of people thought that this was going to be much, much closer. Lenore was a hit stick at the end of that game, wasn't he, Darren? He put Swift on his ass. Kilaminga, 831. F the Eagles and radio stations. Love you, dog. Debo's laughing his ass off right now. Oh, there's no doubt. Who's going to have a better flight home than Debo Samuel? Who's going to have a, he, again, he might just steal somebody's bike and pedal home. That's how big of a game Debo had today. Brian Shapiro says, you know, Brock was a stud. I'm guessing he's going with it, Iowa State. He had a combined score of 55, uh, a combined score of 5.5 loser, huh-huh? Shanahan creates plays like a swarm of hornets. Brock doesn't wing it. Again, Shanahan's got the guy that he wants. Shanahan's got a guy that will run his offense the way that he wants it run. And you look at the results. What did the Niners score over 35 for the how manyth time today this season? How many times have they been there? Uh, Jeff A. wants to know, did they play Robert Beale Jr.? No, he was an inactive for this game. He was not dressed for the game. I was kind of looking for him, too. I think we are going to see him before this season's over. By the way, oh, Brian, by the way, ropes back around, just drops a 10 spot in there. Thank you so much, Brian. I appreciate that. Ganja jar filling up. A five spot from Bebop88. Philly got their teeth pushed in today. Yeah, they did. Damon, can you share your experience with bitch-ass Philly fans? I'm sure you dealt more when you were in Ohio. Well, I wasn't in Ohio long enough. But look, I'm going to tell you about Philadelphia fans. They're the bad guys. They don't want you to feel welcome in their house or in their city for the most part. It is not a warm, embracing, welcoming fan base. It's very Philadelphia. It's who they are. And I respect them. I do. Philadelphia is a mad, insane, borderline, certifiably crazy sports town, and I love it. But it's to the point where it's a little unhealthy at times. I mean, there could be there. There's like a a a too much of a hands off approach to sports sometimes out here in San Francisco. There's too much of a hands on approach in Philadelphia, where there are some fans who literally transfer successive teams directly onto their own lives, and that's how their lives are defined. It's insane, but I respect it. I do. I do. I would rather someone be too passionate than dispassionate. So there you go, Anthony. Again, thank you, Bebop. Thank you very much to, uh, to Brian as well. I'm glad we got those two super chats in there. Go ahead and hit that like button, boys and girls. And again, if you got bone on bone, right? Let's say you are walking around and you got a sore, sore knee, a sore ankle. You have been recommended even by a surgeon to maybe have surgery, partial knee replacement, shoulder replacement. What you got to do is contact Dr. Paul Hughes. And if you are in the Bay Area, he is in Burlingame. You go to orthopedicsurgeries.com, and Dr. Paul Hughes has a remedy that he has used on me. I'm not, I'm, I'm not 
telling you about what he might be able to do. I'm telling you what he did to me. He took a knee that needed a knee replacement, and in one afternoon of pain-free cellular replacement therapy, my knee feels like it is 15 years younger, 20 years younger. No more pain walking up the steps. When I bend down to pick up Ozzy and I'm like holding him, it's not like my knee's barking at me anymore. When I get it down on my hands and knees to play with my kids, it's easier to do thanks to Dr. Paul Hughes. Go ahead, orthopedicsurgeries.com. His number is on the crawl. His email is on the crawl. Contact him. And I thank him so much for sponsoring the show. It means an awful, awful lot. Great to have him in the mix. And it's seriously great to have my knee back. Rock Eastwood, a regular says secondary needs its flowers. Quarterback had all day on way too many plays, but downfield coverage was solid, and it was. It was a very good day for the secondary, and it was a day where the Eagles offensive line was allowed to do an awful lot of grabbing and holding of Chase Young, Hargrave, and Bosa, but not complaining, right? I mean, when you win a game 42-19, to luckily you don't need to complain about officials. And officials, look, they let these players play today. There were a few other plays where the Niners could have picked up P.I. calls. I thought even one of them in an end zone, but it didn't happen. It didn't happen. I thought for the most part, the officials kept their hands to themselves. Dom didn't keep his hands to himself, but the officials kept their hands to themselves, kept their hands off their handkerchiefs, and let these teams put their hands on each other. Got some manly hands out there going on each other. That was a rough game. That was a hard-hitting, nasty football game, and the Niners absolutely, thoroughly, unequivocally kicked the, the Eagles' asses and beat them up. Beat them up. Mike Green, Damon, you're a punk. Yeah, man, punk as fuck. Oh, I think I think you mean it as an insult. Okay, that's, that's cool. Just good to have you in here. Thanks so much. Hit like and subscribe on the way out. We got uh, Aiden Curry. Thoughts on the Dre Greenlaw ejection? We've been talking about it all show. It was ridiculous. Again, Dom the security guard, what, is it, what are his feet doing on the white chalk? Why is, why is Dom's hand on anything but a meatball sandwich? Why is Dom's hand on Dre Greenlaw's jersey? And it was there first before Dre Greenlaw's fist came close to anyone's face or he's pointing at a player or anything. Uh, when does another team security guard get to make physical contact while a game is underway with an opposing player? Where in the Lincoln Financial Field handbook does it say that Dom is a queen on the chessboard, can move in any direction and affect any player or outcome that he wants? Where, I, it's insane to me. What the hell is that? I thought Dre Greenlaw a thousand percent deserved his PI call or his, 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 his not PI, but uh, excuse me, his personal foul. And it was on the edge. You could have given him the benefit of the doubt, but Dre Greenlaw lives to pick up sideline personal fouls. That's who he is. But the ejection was ridiculous. I thought it was total garbage. I thought it was a garbage ejection. We're almost through an hour here. 
little post-game and Damon brought to you by Hughes Orthopedics. Thanks, thank you very much for being here. It's great to have you. Drop a like. I, things that I can't believe I have to say in my life now. Hit like and hit subscribe. But there you go. That's the world I'm living in. And it's great to be in this world. I think this is the strongest version of my show that can be offered anywhere. 